0: back to the culture call on praise 93.3 with l spencer smith our desire is to reach and empower the community by discussing a cross-section of relevant topics from various perspectives that are essential to its growth and interpersonal connections be sure to save our call-in number 205-752-4800 be sure to install the free praise 93.3 app so you can send l spencer smith a message or topic idea search for WTF. In your app store. This is a world premiere. Great morning, great morning, great morning, precious people. Happy New Year. That's right. Guess what? It's time for your favorite show, The Culture Call. Yes, absolutely. It is the place where Tuscaloosa meets the world, and for the next two hours. From 10 a.m. to 12 p.m., we're going to be talking a little bit about everything. That's right, everything. From society to sports, education to economics, from religion to relationships. And as always, we are here to create a safe space. That's right, we didn't change for 2024. We are still here to create a safe space, to have empowering, provocative, and always controversial conversations. That's right, and you can listen right here, and we can learn together right here on the Culture Call. Listen, I am so resplendently happy to be back uh, in the studio on this morning. It is a new year, y'all, y'all. It is a new year, the third day in 2024, and I'm telling you, we're so blessed, we're so grateful that God has given us an opportunity to see a, another year. Millions literally did not make it. But guess what? You and I are one of the ones that did. And in, since we'd have, that's right, and since we have... God favored us, then we must still have purpose in the earth. We still must have something to do down here uh, on this circular ball, on this terrestrial ball like the old saints say. There's got to be something that God has assigned to our lives. And because of that, we need to be, as Jesus said about our father's business, definitely, definitely in 2024. Listen, want to send a special shout out to Brother Jay who lights it up. He already told me I'm going to give you this uh, baton blazing on this morning. Y'all heard him trying to sing. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, well, my hands are ready this morning. I have this blazing baton, and we're going to take it on to 12 noon and have a good time in our morning discussion and encouragement. I'm telling you, if you are a first time listening to the Culture Call, welcome. We are so glad to have you on. Welcome to the Culture Call family. Yeah, we have a blast over here discussing everything. Yeah, some things going to make you uh, clutch cl- uh, your pearls and some things going to make you be like, did he really say that? Yeah, that, yeah, I said it, absolutely, <laughs> right? I'm not going to be any kind of FCC violations, you ain't got to worry about that, <laughs> no. But I am going to challenge your sense and your notions of what is is convenient and comfortable because I believe that that's how knowledge and insight is gained. So if you are here for the very first time, Welcome. And uh, relax, it's going to be a great day. And of course, those of you who have been listening to me for almost a year now, it'll be Mar- uh, a year in March. Well, those of you who have been listening to me for that long, thank you so very much for your consistency. Listen, you make this show exactly, exactly what it is, and I am so appreciative of uh, for all that you have done and the very uh, fine support that you give me and praise 93.3. It is a blessing and is my prayer that you will continue to be a blessing uh, as you tune in, right? Listen, do me a favor if you've not done so already, go ahead to your uh, smartphone, your device, start off 2024 correctly, right? What does that mean? Go ahead and search in the app store and there you will find an app praise 93.3 fm it's a free 99 app it does not cost you a thing to download to your phone and you can listen to the culture call on the go that's right you can listen to praise uh, 93.3 on the go while you're traveling everywhere you can catch uh, the show Uh, there's a chat form there a chat uh, place there where you can contact me so that we can stay in touch while i'm on the air Absolutely. And I'll get it. And uh, we'll read your comments and all of that while I'm on the air. I'm telling you, it's a, a, a one of smooth app. You need to get it. It keeps you informed of what's happening in uh, in our city, in Tuscaloosa, and what's going on all around the area. So you definitely want to do that. Right. And of course, this year, I want to encourage you, encourage you. To go ahead and send me your public service announcements or your events, email them to me at culturecall.praise at gmail.com. That's right. If you are the church secretary or the administrator, or you the PR or promotions the marketing agent for whatever is going on, then let me connect with you, uh, and you can definitely do that by sending me your event, what it's all about, at culturecall.praise at gmail.com. That's culturecall.praise at gmail.com, and also you can follow us on Facebook, uh, The Culture Call. Go ahead and like that page. You can message us, and we will put your ad on the air. We will definitely make sure that your event gets on the air. Why? Because we want to let Lottie, Dottie, and everybody know what's happening in your organization, at your church, uh, whether it's your fraternity or a sorority. Absolutely. If you're a Kappa, hey, J5 is coming up. (laughs) That's right. This Friday is our Founders Day. If you are a member of Kappa Alpha Psi, absolutely. I'm telling you, oh, whoever, you know, whatever, uh, you know, whoever, D9, all of you all are welcome, whether you're an artist getting ready to have a concert at the beginning of the year, preacher, you know, how we have our New Year's revivals and things. That's right. Send it to me. And I want to let everybody know so that we can put some faces in the place. That's what it's all about, making sure that people attend your event. Why? Because we do it better. When we do it together, right? Good deal. Listen, you can always call into this number. Some of y'all be wanting to call, but you don't want to be on the radio. Well, I don't know what to tell you about that. (laughs) But definitely, if you don't mind being on the radio and talking to me a little while, you can definitely call 205-752. 4800 and that's 2057524800 you can lock that number in and call into the show and be a part of a conversation why because i want to hear From you. Listen, Bishop, we missed some of your past shows and, uh, you know, we want to catch up and what's going on. Hey, I am new, but I've been hearing you've been blazing on it. I tell you what you can do go to Apple Podcasts and just type in culture call, and there you're going to see a handsome face. That's right, my face. (laughs) And you can go ahead and subscribe. You can listen to all of our broadcasts, all of our uh, our shows from the previous shows uh, from times past and, uh, and catch up with us because we're going to have a great year. There's some formatting that, uh, that I've done, reformatting rather, I've done to the show and uh, it's going to kick off. We're going to kick it off. I think we'll have it ready by next week, uh, bringing people on, making some spotlights of people in our area. Yeah, uh, some of you saying, "Well, can we add some music and all that?" I don't know if they're gonna let me do that. That, yeah, yeah. this is a talk show, so we gonna talk, right? <laughs> Absolutely, but we'll see what they say. But we're gonna we're gonna amp it up a little bit, uh, especially for 2024. So much is going on. And I'm telling you, you need to keep it right here on The Culture Call. Do me a favor. Sit back and relax. Get you some coffee. You know how we do it. Maxwell House of Starbucks. Ain't nothing changed around here in that regard. That's right. Get you some a hot cup of java. That's right. Or you can get you some herbal tea, some chamomile. If you're trying to calm down, you can get you some green tea. If you're trying to spruce it up early this morning, still got a little 8 o'clock, a little Six o'clock still on you? That's right. Get you some green tea, or you can get uh, some alkaline water and detox. Detox that body. You know, January is a good time to detox and uh, get your get your body ready. You know, uh, don't go to those people's gym and you haven't detox right because it's gonna be a waste of time if you still eating if you still eating Christmas food and New Year's food. Yeah, you you, you don't need to go yet. <laughs> but if you're just ready, 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 guess what? We're going to bring some health gurus on here to teach you how to start your New Year's off right and how we can get off some of those prescriptions and how we can uh, get our blood sugar levels correct and all of those different kinds of things that's still out there. Uh, uh, one of my uh, friends uh, t- said, time to put on your mask, time to put back on your mask in the medical field. Uh, she's a nurse and she said, hey, it's time to put that mask back on because we're, we're in the, the heat of flu, the heat of of COVID and all of that. Listen, listen, let's get that, do all of those things, get hydrated, and let's get into the culture, because I got a lot I want to talk about. Uh, listen, y'all, we are in a new year. We are in a new, new year. And uh, one of the things I believe that we mishandle January because we're trying to feel different. We are relegating all of our change, all of the transitions, all of the new focus and perspectives to a feeling. And you know that, you know, some of you, if you can tell the truth, that December 31st crossed over into January thir- January 1st, and we didn't feel any different. It wasn't any different in feeling or any of those things. That doesn't mean that anything is wrong with you. Let me say it again. That does not mean that anything is wrong because a newness is not always a feeling. It doesn't always begin as a feeling, Right. Uh, newness a lot of times begins as a knowing. You know, Isaiah 43, it says something in verse 18 and 19, uh, you know, behold, I will do a new thing. Remember not the former thing, neither consider the things of old. Ain't nothing you can do about 2023, right? If you didn't get it right in 2023, there's nothing you can do about 2023. And then the text says, uh, remember not the, uh, consider, uh, neither consider the things of old because I will do a new thing and now it springs forth shall you not know it will you not know it in other words in other words the new thing is not a feeling it's a knowing you have to come into this new year knowing that i am in a new space in a new time in a new possibility i have new doors the year of the open door i've got to have i have new uh, uh, new avenues this is the year of new yeah Relationships and all of those different kinds of things, and you've got to begin to prepare for new. And why do you say that? Okay, I want to. I want to probably challenge already at the start. I want to challenge some some normal beginning of the year rhythms. Can I do that, Coach? Call. Can I do that? I'm gonna do it anyway. So yeah, (laughs) but here's the deal. The deal is this: a lot of times at the beginning of the year in January, uh, we don't necessarily follow nature. We don't follow what's going on in terms of the nature. Now, the nature gives us an indication on times and seasons. It gives us the understanding on how we should position ourselves. Right? If you look outside the door, and if you look at the animals, you look at the sky, you look at the weather, everything. Look at the ground, the trees, the plants. Everything right now in winter time is sleeping. Everything is hibernating. Everything is working below the ground. It's in preparation for a springtime, the weather to change. But right now, everything in nature is resting, reflecting, retrospecting, right? And what we as humans do, we go against nature and we try to do new resolutions, new things and start establishing a bunch of new, new, new. Instead of taking the time like nature does, to gain rest and to to finish out our rest, I think it is. I think it is the historical labeling of New Year. We hear New Year, and we think everything is going to pop open, bubbly champagne. We think everything is just going to change at a moment, change at the click of a clock, uh, and and it doesn't because that's not what nature is doing. Nature is resting. Nature has retreated into a place of, of rest. Nature has retreated into a place of, of preparation and reflection for the new thing. Because the new thing really doesn't spring forth until March, April. Now, I know you're like, well, okay, well, I've already started. Yeah, okay. But by the time you get to the time when new things spring forth, you're tired. Right? Because you didn't really use January and February. I believe the seasons change in March. You didn't use the beginning of the year to reflect, to prepare. You just went right to work, right to engaging the new. I was talking to a good friend of mine last night and uh, a pastor friend of mine, uh, and we were just talking about, you know, resetting and getting ready to engage this year. And uh, he began to ask me some questions. We were talking about leadership and restructuring ministry and doing different kinds of things, what's happening in the world. We just began to have a, a good talk. And one of the things that we discovered is perhaps that, yes, this is a good time to prepare for for what will happen, this is a, see, some of your newness is, in, is going to be in preparation because a lot of us do not prepare. Let me say that again. A lot of us do not prepare. One more time. A lot of us do not prepare. We just expect, we just expect that, you know, things are going to change because we say they're going to change. But no, have you adequately prepared? Think about it. That means you would have had to used November and November and December, all of November and December, to be ready to prepare or ready to hit the ground running in in January. And I'm telling you, most people right now uh, are in consecrations; they're in a, they're in a place of prayer and fasting and refocus. They're in a place of of tremendous meditation, uh, tremendous uh, changing of the themes, which is not a bad thing. But they're praying toward what the future is going to look like, right? And one of the things that I want to do today is make sure that you're adequately prepared for what 2024 is going to bring, right? Uh, In our church, in our ministry, and in my life, I've declared this to be the year. We've declared this to be the year of no defeat, and uh, it's 2 Corinthians, I believe that's chapter 2, where we start talking about uh, uh, that, that he causes us to triumph everywhere that we go. That's right. Through Christ, we, we he causes us to triumph or lead us, uh, leads us into triumphal pri- uh, procession wherever we go. And there we uh, spread the fragrance of that triumph wherever in every place, right? What does that mean? That means that Christ, God, is leading us. He's causing us to triumph. That means we're standing on and preparing for wins this year, that we are not agreeing with defeats, right? Now, here's the deal. Losses, things that you may lose, does not mean that you are defeated. Defeated has to deal with something in your mind that says, I'll never get up. I'll never. It's never gonna work. It's it's when you start putting a definitive language on a moment that may happen, right? And 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 so we've declared that this is the year of no defeat. This is the year we're gonna be consistent. This is the year that we're going to break through. This is the year that we're going to face every fight, every Goliath, every enemy, every challenge, every Red Sea. We're gonna face it because guess what? Guess what? That that he cannot. Fight it if we won't face it. Y'all know in 2 Chronicles chapter 20, and I am kind of waxing biblical this, this morning just to give us a, 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 a you know, and a, a word, a fascinate you with the word this morning a little bit, where Jehoshaphat is finding himself against armies that are coming against Israel. He gets the prophet and he gets a word and he says, Don't fear, because he says, The battle is not yours, it belongs to the Lord. Y'all know that text? I know you do. So here's the thing. The, the the issue is is that a lot of our fighting is not our battle. A lot of what you are facing, you are going to face this year, is not your battle, right? But you have to face it because one of the things that that text tells us is that Jehoshaphat tells the people, "Hey, I, I keep your eyes on God as we do this, because we got we got to face it. We got to we got to get there. We got to we got to align ourselves and make sure that we're in the motion and in the movement." Of what will be. Right? That that yeah, there are things that're going to come against us, there are things that are opposed to our very lives and our very purposes. So yeah, you got to if you, you 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 listen, it may not be your fight, but you got to face it. You have got to face it. God's going to fight it, but you got to face it. You can no longer ignore no longer uh, act as it does not act as if it does not exist, right? You have to confront it. Right, you have to do that. i David. Was like, look, I, I, I am, I am. Everybody's standing here. Goliath's talking trash, right? Goliath is talking trash. Somebody, there is a cause to fight him, and David was willing to face Goliath, but he faced Goliath with the only the, the two things David had. I know we always talk about. The the, uh, the the slingshot, the stone and the slingshot. That's what we always talk about. But David had something else. David also had a testimony, <laughs> right? David had a testimony. David said, look, hey, uh, I, I already defeated the bear and I've already defeated the lion that came against my father's sheep and I took my bare hands. Watch how he categorizes this. He says, I've taken my bare hands and I ripped those animals to shreds. He said, so this dog, talking about Goliath, is not going to be anything because he comes to me with swords and spears, but I come to him in the name of the Lord, right? And so David had to face it, but it was God's battle. He wasn't coming against David's name. He was coming against God's name. And see, one of the things that we've got to do in this month is prepare ourselves, uh, bring our minds in. Right? Stop complaining. Stop critiquing and bring your mind in. What does that mean? Bring my mind in. Because you know, our minds can be all over the place and have us, you know, have have us rushing and have anxiety and panic attacks when we don't really need to. This this is the time to prepare for what is going to grow. This is the time to prepare. Not the time for high action. This is the time, because again, if you were going to take high action in January, you would have needed to start in October preparing for the turn of the new year, for the beginning of the new year. But take a look at nature. Okay, let me say that again. Take a look at nature. Nature is still in hibernation. The grass hasn't even green, you know, grown green yet. The trees have no leaves on it. You're not out in the garden planting like that. No. Uh-uh. There's there's seeds lying under the ground. So don't, don't get ahead of yourself. This is the time to prepare. This is the time to use your time wisely, right? This is you cannot enter into this new year, 2024, tired, right? Because I know some of you haven't stopped since Thanksgiving. You've been moving in stores and shopping and with family and doing this and having parties and all that. Some of you haven't stopped. You haven't stopped. And here now it is January and and you're going on fumes already in a a new year. And I put new in air quotes because you've not really given your mind, your body, your emotions, anything time to rest. You've not been reflective and you've not been uh, uh, retrospective. It's a time now for you to say, okay, here is what I'm going to do. Here is not what I'm going to do. I'm not going to stress. What's your list? It's not Newly Year's resolutions. You don't need a resolution yet. Matter of fact, you should have already been resolved, right? But, but this is a time of reflection. This is a time of retrospect. This is a time of preparation, And I want to challenge all of you who are listening to me to get out a piece of paper, take your phone out, your journal, and say what you want to happen, right? Begin to articulate and properly journal and scribe the things that you want to see different this year. Absolutely. I've got some tips here that's going to help you prepare for spring manifestation because things manifest in the spring. Let me say that again. Things manifest in the spring, right? Things manifest in the spring. And so that's important because springtime begins to accelerate, right? You begin to see God gives us a whole new scenery in in, in March, April, right? April shower brings May flowers, March, April, May, we begin to see a whole new earth. A whole new surrounding, a whole new backdrop, as it were. God's painted the whole uh, uh, the whole terrain so that you could have hope and you can have expectation. And so 2024 begins to prepare. You have to prepare yourself for expectation. What are you expecting to be different and expecting to happen? Now, if you're not expecting anything different, well, you're going to get exactly what you expect, right? You know, that song says, whatever I expect, I'm going to get it. I'm not getting anything. What are you expecting, right? Now watch this. Expecting is different than anticipating. Let me say this again. Expecting is different than anticipating. Anticipation is just, I'm hoping that it's going to happen. I'm wishing that it's going to happen, right? That's what... That's what expectation, I mean, anticipation is. I'm anticipating, right, that it's going to happen. But prep, uh, but expectation says I'm preparing for what's going to happen. Anticipation says I'm wishing and I'm looking, but expectation says I'm preparing. So when I say what which, whatever you're expecting or what are you expecting, that means what are you willing to prepare for? What are you willing to prepare for in 2024 yeah that's right what are you willing to alter your life for and be honest with yourself what are you willing to do in honor of your future in honor of your life yeah in honor of yourself your community your family your marriage your children right what are you willing what are you willing to prepare for now well, another I'm preparing for XYZ. Uh, okay, well, how are you doing that? Right? And so though that that's that's the thing that we want to really push today. This, you know, I'm not telling you to slow it down. That's not what I'm necessarily saying. I'm saying as you are moving in these in this new year, get get yourself reorganized. Get get yourself and make some commitments to this year. Make some some commitments to your faith make some commitments to your expectations by preparation make some commitments right maybe it's not maybe it's not time for you to go to the gym yet maybe it's just time for you to prepare and here's what you can do you don't have to go to the gym yet maybe you can change your eating habits yeah cuz it's cold outside and you don't you a lot of people don't want to go to the gym i mean it's a good place to go real talk it's a good place to start off your year, but the truth of the matter is, especially if you want to lose weight and you want to be fit, we're going to talk a little bit about that, but if you want to lose weight and you want to be fit, you don't start off at the gym. You start off in the kitchen. Uh, don't turn me off now when I'm talking good, culture call. <laughs> you start off in the kitchen. You know, eat all them hog maws and chitlins and fried chicken and collard greens and black eyed peas and all this kind of stuff. yeah, the 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 first thing you need to do is not get on the treadmill the first thing you need to do is say okay i need to change my eating habits i'm not going to mcdonald's i'm not going to burger king i'm not going to i'm going to lean or wean myself off of fried foods i'm going to discipline myself so that i can have a better outlook in my health right that's right. Exactly, right? And then when you get ready to go to the gym, you won't waste you won't be in those people wait, wasting your money going to Planet Fitness and Crunch, right? Wasting all that time cuz you're not ready. You haven't prepared yourself. You haven't prepared yourself. And see, those are that's what I mean by preparation. You have to think about what your next step is. Again, there is a difference between anticipation and expectation anticipation is just i'm hoping really hard that something happens different or i'm wishing really hard or oh, even this watch this i'm praying really hard i'm praying i i'm praying I'm, i got faith that something's going to be different that's what anticipation is right but 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 preparation preparation you know or, or, or expectation rather expectation is preparing for what you're expecting Is preparing for what you're anticipating. What does your preparation look like? Right? So that you won't be late, last, and lost. What is your preparation? What are you doing on behalf of the future you say that you're believing for in 2024 culture call? What are we doing? What are we doing? Time to stop the complaining, time to stop the critiquing. You know how to get things to to flip for you, you know how to get things to work in your favor. You got to do the work in 2024. You have got to do the work. Let me say it again. You have got to do the work in 2024. Because if you don't, we'll be right back here looking down the barrel of 2025. If God keeps us and spares us, keeps life in our body, we'll be looking at that all over again, talking about what didn't happen this year. But no, if you prepare, it's going to happen. Let me say that again. If you prepare, it is going to happen. And that's our centering moment for the day. Wanted to bring your minds in. If you prepare, I promise you, you'll see it happen. Preparation will change your practice. Listen, this is the Culture Call with yours truly else, Smith. We're going to have a great show right here on Praise 93.3. And I'm telling you, you need to stay right here. Make sure you get something to drink. Stay hydrated. And don't miss what we have coming up. back right here on The Culture Call with yours truly, L. Spencer Smith. You know, this year, 2024, on the Hebraic calendar, <laughs> not the Gregorian calendar, no, 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 no. But the Hebraic calendar, what people call the spiritual or prophetic calendar, it is the year of the open door. It is the year where opportunity and advancement and a season of profound favor and grace is over our lives. And and we need to understand that, that that we have been given a particular amount of time to to realize that this, you know, open doors are, are very important. That that they give us the opportunity to see the future. And they give us the opportunity to prepare for the future, right? And one that one of the things that I think is very important as we begin to talk about new opportunity new advancements, new relationships, uh, new government, new order that's coming, you know, this year is a year where we'll, in this country, elect a new president. And, uh, you know, elections haven't been, you know, like they had been when I was growing up since uh, since Trump has been in office. So we know there's a whole lot of turmoil in that place, you know, in that area of our country but, but nonetheless, we have to participate. We cannot be disengaged. Yeah, our, our, our open opportunities at our job opens for advancements and promotions. Here's what our, the new door suggests. The new door suggests is not only is there something available to me, but I've got to bring watch this, I've got to bring a level of competency to every space that I am in, everything that I am in. In other words, let me, let me see if I can break that word competence down to be simple. I've got to bring a skill set. I've got to know my capacity. I've got to know what I can and cannot do. You know, uh, we talked about the difference between anticipation and expectation. Uh, but here's the reality. In the expectation preparation, preparation is where is, is I begin to examine my competency. What do I meet this moment with? What tools do I have? Am I asking be above my pay grade or not my pay grade? Let me say that. Am I asking above my ability or capacity to reach up and be challenged to new levels? Because I do believe that this is also a a a season and a year for us individually and collectively to walk into big spaces that we're going to have to grow up to, right? We're going to walk into tables that we're going to grow up. We got that 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 divinely God is going to place us in positions and and relationships and give us offerings and, you know, placement that maybe we don't have all of the education for or all of the 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 status for, right? That that favor is going to be is going to bring us into bigger places than perhaps we've ever known, right? But what this whole idea suggests is that I must have a willingness to be challenged by that and gain competency in that area. Here's what I mean. Uh, uh, when, when I was a child, one of the things that I did not like was eating at the little table with the little kids. All of us at some point have experienced eating at the little kids' table, Right? And then uh, it, uh, there was a rule in our family: you couldn't really sit at the big folks' table until you became a teenager, came, until you became thirteen, right? So from the time you could really eat to t- twelve, you had to sit at what they called the little t- the little kids' table. It wasn't even in their room; it was in a side room. You know, and they were bringing you your food and all that kind of stuff while you would, you know, be ear hustling and listening to the adults, you know, talking about whatever they're talking about because you didn't have a seat at the table, right? And then thirteen came, and you got a seat at the big table. I remember that man; that was something because we would always eat Thanksgiving at my aunt's house, and she had high back, you know, she had a dining room and high back chairs with the china cabinet and all that kind of stuff. You know, but the good China and the good forks and all that out, you know, we had to eat at the 12-year-old, when you know, had to eat with paper plates and, and plastic forks and spoons, right, and paper cups. But no, it was glass. It was China. It was crystal when you got to the big folks' table, right? But you're 13. And you've never had that opportunity. You've been given an opportunity. Favor has finally smiled on you. Time has finally kissed eternity. And at 13, you can sit at the big folks table and listen to what they're talking about. And you no longer had to ear hustle or you thought you didn't, you know, and, and all of these different kinds of things. So you're sitting at this big table around all of these grown people. And, you know, you're sitting there. And what you do is you're quiet because you're so busy trying not to make a little kid's table mistake. You're trying to make sure you eat on the level of the big table. Well, that's what this year is going to look like. That that we're being promoted and given opportunities now to sit at the big table. Yeah, that we're, we're the we're the little fish now in the big pond. Don't run away from that. 2024 is going to offer us a a, a year where if you understand, if you can bring yourself to the moment, that yes, we're going to be sitting at the big table, big tables, big opportunities, meetings that, you know, that why am I here? You know, around people and meeting people. Why am I meeting this person? I didn't even know that these people existed. I didn't even know that this kind of, atmosphere was happening because you were so busy at this place, but now you got an opportunity to be at this new spot and you're like, it's a whole new world. Here's what you do. Embrace it and grow up into it. Don't try to bring that big world down to where you are. Grow up to the size of a place where you're sitting now or where you will be sitting. Grow up to the big table level. Learn what the big table is talking about. Right, because there's no more small table for you anymore. You remember? Yeah, yeah. This this is this is you got to grow up. Listen to the language that they use. Listen to the words that they use. Right. This is a moment now where when you get into the presence of certain people, you're gonna have to be prepared to speak on that level of language. You're gonna have to be able to think on that level of thought, and you're gonna have to be able to 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 utilize that level of resource. Absolutely. Absolutely. And if you don't do that, if you don't do that, then you're going to miss a moment that you should really maximize. That just, that's just telling me that you don't believe in yourself. Right? I'm believing for myself for 2024, for doors to, I'm, I'm going to walk in those doors and I'm going to be sitting in the company of people that, I, that at first I'm going to have to be quiet to hear what, 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 where they are. I'm going to have to learn, learn the room, right? Exegete the room like my professor says. I'm going to learn how to exegete the crowd that I'm in now because these ain't the same people that I play spades and cards. This ain't, but I, you know, where I play tunk and gin with. These are not the same people. These are not the same people that I can, you know, loose my belt and have a good laugh and just crack jokes. No, these, this is a different table. This is a different season of life for me and so i've got to learn how to sit there and grow up i gotta grow up into the big boy clothes i gotta learn how to listen to what they're saying because in my family at the time you know it was a whole lot of gossip they were talking about church and what's going on blah 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 blah. and you know i knew it was illegal nobody had to tell me i knew it was illegal to open my 13 year old mouth. At these senior table. I'm talking about people in there, you know, of all ages that's above that, you know. So, you know, what am I open? I don't even have any reference to what they're talking about. But if I sit long enough and I don't shrink back, nothing inside of me wanted to go back to the little kid's table. So that means nothing inside of you got to want to go backwards. Want to go back to just those relationships. I'm not saying divorce those friends on that level are excommunicate friends on you know relationships on a, on, a, on that level no you're going to need them because they they make up the some total of who you are but what I am saying is that when you're brought to these new places and new spaces and new faces learn how to grow up learn how to embrace it learn how to say if I'm here I'm here for a reason culture call yes I am here for a reason. You are jokes that you like to laugh. I get it, but sometimes sometimes humor has to be put on the back burner so that you can establish yourself as a serious individual at this particular table, at this particular door, at this particular moment. You have to you have to understand that I'm here and I've got to learn the language of the table that I'm sitting in. I'm I'm, I'm at the big people table now. Absolutely. And so, and so that's one of the things I want to challenge you with in this new year that you got to grow up to the size of the favor. You got to grow up to the size of the door and the opportunities that are being offered. You have to do that. You have to change your mentality. You're not talking simply to your friends and you're not just exposed to your, your, your your average maverage. That's not where you are. That's not what this season is all about. It's about growing you up to another level of capacity. It's about growing you up to another level of resolve. It's about bringing you closer to your expectation, right? Now, if you have no expectation, this conversation or this this show may not be for you, but I am persuaded. Let me say this again. I am persuaded That these the doors that we are walking in now are definitely ordained for us. I believe that. I believe that, you know, greatness and promotion and all that is a part of our future. And we've got to prepare for it. And we got to grow up in some areas. Absolutely. It's a mentality change, it's a mentality shift, but I get it. If you're gonna be a serious player, you know, you can't let listen. You cannot, you cannot just be sitting at the table and happy you're there, and then running off and with your mouth and your attitude and your perspective and your mentality like you're still sitting at the little kid's table. You are no longer sitting at the little kid's table. Who am I talking to on this morning your call? You are no longer sitting at the little kid's table. You're just not, and because of that, you shouldn't be expected. Uh, you should expect not to be rather treated like a little kid, like a person who don't belong. You you shouldn't be no, but but the way that you stave that off, the way that you get that out of the way, right, is you have to begin to prepare yourself and to prepare your mind like you belong at that table. That this is oh this is the conversation. Well, I don't uh, okay. Let me hush and then let me just look up. I'm a, I'm gonna be I'm a research. I'm a study. So that when I get to this table, yeah, when I sit down, I can take advantage of the opportunity that I have. And you've got to learn how, hear me now, you've got to learn how to take advantage of the opportunities that you have. Rewind, pause, press play. You have to learn how to take advantage Of the favor that you have. No ifs, no ands, no buts about it, period. You've got to learn how to be prepared to answer for the assignment, to answer for the new job description. You know, a lot of folks say, I want to be, I want to this, I want that, and I want to get more money, I want to get more money. No, listen, listen, hear me, hear me, y'all. This this is and I heard Dr. Miles Monroe say that I love Dr. Miles Monroe. Bless his bless him, his his soul, the late Dr. Miles Monroe. He says, prayer, prayer. Listen, prayer does not bring promotion. <laughs> he says, prayer does not bring new levels and new favor. He says, no, it doesn't. We be, we've been notioned to do that, but here's the here's the deal. Um. He said that it's proper management and stewardship. It's proper preparation that brings you into promotion. I love that because as a spiritual person talking to spiritual people, even right now, I know that a lot of you who's listening to me right now, we are spiritual people. Yes, we are. We've been raised that way. We go to church. We believe God. We've grown up on sayings like prayer is the key and faith unlocks the door, right? That means that prayer suggests that there's got to be activity. You might have the key, but if you don't turn it, you don't have the faith to turn it. You don't have a faith to engage the lock. Guess what? You can have prayer all you want to and still be on the wrong side of the door, locked out, because that's not what, no, faith without works, without preparation, without action is dead because it's by itself. That means that you that that what, what Doctor Monroe is saying to us is this is that yeah you gotta be willing to whatever level you want to get on this year. Let me say that if you want to be if you if you want to be a, a supervising manager this year, if you want to be promoted this year, then you got to start preparing yourself. Not to complain about where you are now. You got to start being ready. To be on that level. Start being there. Because when they open that door, when that door opens and they're calling you to the meetings, you can't act like, no, I don't want to do this management thing. I've seen it over and over again. People get promotions and they get jobs and they get, you know, better positioning, higher levels. And they thought it was just the title. They thought it was just the, the promotion. No there is responsibility and sometimes greater responsibilities on those levels. So you've got to be ready and you've got to be prepared. You've got to be prepared to sit at the adult table, to, to sit at the big folks table. You've got to be prepared for that. You've got to be prepared. If you're not, this is not where people bring your food now. This is where they pass you the bowl and you serve yourself depending on how much you can eat. It's another level of maturity, another level of stewardship. And the whole key to the thing is that, you know, when you were at the kids' table, they gave it all to you. They put the macaroni in the plate. They put, they didn't ask you what kind of chicken you wanted. They just put that drumstick on there. They put a little corn, a little green beans, and and that, right, that you didn't have a choice. They gave you what, what they thought you should have at the little kid's table. But at the big kid's table, I'm telling you, it ain't like that. It's the ham is there, the che- macaroni and cheese is there, the collard greens is there, the dressing is there. All of those things are there. And what they do is they pass around the bowl. You ask for what you want, and they pass it to you. And you have to learn how to serve yourself, you got to learn how to have the motor skills and the mentality so that you won't drop the bowl of gravy trying to put it over the dressing. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, you got to be prepared and ready to sit in those kinds of rooms this year because it's going to happen. I don't want to wax futuristic, so futuristic or prophetic on you, but it's going to happen. But it will happen according to your stewardship and your preparation. The absolutely. 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 Listen, we're having a great conversation uh, this morning. Don't forget 205 752 4800, or you can hit me up on the Free 99 app. Tell me what you're thinking about so we can discuss it. This is The Culture Call with yours, Julie L. Spencer Smith, right here on Praise 93.3. Got so much more to come. Don't miss it. This is a world we are back it's the t- 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 top of the hour that's right 11 a.m and some change right here on the culture call with yours truly El smith right on praise 93.3 and we are having a marvelous day already have one on our first hour listen if you're just joining us welcome welcome to the conversation as we're giving you some power instructions for 2024 that's what we are doing want to remind you Go ahead and download that free 99 app on your phone or your or your smart device uh, right there. You can search it out in your app store, Praise 93.3 FM, and you can keep it locked right here as you're moving throughout the day. Most of you are probably back at work. Some of you are. And, uh, yeah, you want to tune in. Doesn't matter. I get it. You know, you can't call in. You would want to, but you can definitely hit me up in the chat on the app. Absolutely. And definitely don't forget to this year, send me your events at culturecall.praise at gmail.com. That's culturecall.praise at gmail.com. Also, go ahead and listen to some of our previous uh, uh, shows on, go to Apple Podcasts and type in culture call, not the culture call. And here's some of our previous broadcasts. I promise you, It will bless you really good. That's right. We've got subjects for everybody. For the singles, we've got subjects for uh, those who are married. We have uh, subject matter. Those who are political, spiritual, doesn't even matter. We cover a wide range. The education, somebody saw me the other day, I was handling some business. Somebody said, hey... Your show on education was the bomb. You need to talk about that again. I was, uh, They were a former teacher or whatever, and it was like, you are so on point. I appreciate that, but thank you so much for letting me know how it's resonating, that, that talk, because I'm a former educator as well. And so education is very important to me. But yeah, whatever the subject matter is, is I'm more than sure we probably covered it. And I know that this year, uh, we're going to cover some amazing, amazing topics, even as you stay engaged. Listen, and so we've been talking about power instructions for 2024, that right now in the month of January doesn't necessarily mean that we're hitting the ground running and starting new ventures right now, because we're going to try to bring our spirits in alignment with the times and the, and, and reflecting uh, what is happening around us, Right. Uh, that that to plant seed to do all of that the weather and all of that is not necessarily cooperating because it's asleep, it's reflective, refreshing, it's preparing to spring forth and I think that January, uh, February, December, January, February are months where we must reflect that we must have a ret- retrospective look at what has been going on in life and what we want to be different and not only re- retrospecting but also projecting right? Because whatever we project and expect will manifest, right? Because what we're saying is we're preparing for something different to happen. And so uh, right now, I believe that we need to be engaging our world, engaging our lives for spring manifestation. That's right, Culture Call, spring manifestation. We need to get out of the complaining and on the critiquing, shut that social media down. It has a lot of people... In a chokehold, because we don't know how necessarily to deal with it. Shut it all down. Get you in a space with a good, a good journal, whether that be on your phone or a piece of paper or a notebook, and write down. Prepare what you expect. Yeah, prepare right now and say, "This is what I want to happen. This is what I'm willing to do on behalf of that." That's how faith is utilized. That's how faith is appropriated. Is that we prepare. We prepare, right? So I've got a few a few pointers that I want to share with you that I think is very important that's gonna give you a good preparation start in 2024. Are y'all ready? You ready? Are you got you got something to write with? Okay, here we go. Right. Number one, maintain a grateful outlook. As I said, there is too much complaining and critiquing and grievous behavior. On all around us, especially on social media. So if you're, you're on your Facebook or your Instagram, your Twitter, your what those of you who are invested to twi- TikTok, there is there seems to be a kind of and I I don't want to wax this way, but it seems to be a kind of energy or spirit that's trying to that's trying to bring out the complaining element in individuals, in humans, and you know. Folks will find something to complain about when they are uh, not engaged with their own world. So you wouldn't, you wouldn't do so much complaining uh, and critiquing if you were engaged in, your, in what you had to, be, had to be doing. What we talked about in pre- preparation and expectation, if you were doing that, you really wouldn't have time for that other stuff. But maintain a grateful outlook. I am glad and grateful that God brought me through 365 days of a past year and have already given me three days into a new year. I am grateful for my wife. I am grateful for my children. I'm grateful for my home. I'm grateful. I am grateful. I'm grateful that I got a coat to put on on this cold morning. I am grateful. I am grateful that there's nothing wrong with my body. I still have my, how the folks say, a reasonable portion of health and strength, you know? my knees could feel better you know every now and then but that's probably my fault cuz i i haven't exercised in a minute right yeah yeah but i am grateful that i get an opportunity to change i'm grateful that i get an opportunity to not complain to a not i am grateful in everything give thanks for it is the will of god whatever everything it is the will of god in Christ Jesus concerning you in other words In other words, you got to know that not everything that happens may be God's will. But in my result, my attitude is that I'm grateful that it came my way. I'm grateful that I'm seeing this now. You know, friends stabbing you in the back and betraying you and, you know, all kind of stuff happening. No, I'm not going to say that that was authored by God, and then who knows? It might be, but whatever it is, I know that I am persuaded that it's going to work for my good. So therefore, I am thankful. I am thankful. I am thankful. You have to maintain a grateful outlook. Every morning, I told the church the other day, every morning, get up and say, I'm a winner. I am a winner. This day is a day of no defeat. I live in victory. My name is victory. Right, right. See, I have to change my confession, change the status of my mind. 21 days, if you do that, it will change the way that you talk and the way that you look at your life. So you have to maintain a grateful outlook. That's number one. Number two, ready? Be clear about what you desire. What what do you really want? No, for real, real talk, real talk. What is it that you really, really want? What is your desire? Right, and are those desires in alignment with what your total life purpose is? Do you want it because you believe that it is God ordained for you to have it, or do you want it because you see somebody else having it and it looks like they're happy with what they have? So I want what they have. We do that with relationships. We do that with marriages. We do that with, when every time we see somebody else happy with something, we have a tendency to covet what they have. Not maybe not that very thing, but covet. That, that aspect of their lives, right? Which, of course, you know, is against what we say, the Ten Commandments, thou shalt not covet, right? But we look at other people and say, I want that. I want this. I, this is what I want for my life. Not even understanding that that thing may not even be for you. So you've got to be clear about what you desire. And that begins with, it depends on how you believe. But, but, but Bishop, I don't, I, I don't believe in God. Okay, all right. I, listen, I'm not castigating you yet. You know, but because God knows how to when, how and when to make a believer out of you, but that doesn't negate the fact that you got to know how you what you desire and what you want in a life. What do you want in this moment to see happen? Right, that's important. And, and 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 those of us who are believers, we believe that if we would delight ourselves in the Lord, He would give us the desires of our heart. That doesn't mean that text does not mean that He'll give you what you want. It will get, that means he will give you what to want. In other words, my desires and my wants are an extension of what he has for me, of what belongs to me, what is ordained for me, right? People think that when I delight myself in the, in the Lord, I can. I, he give me what I want. <laughs> That's not what the text is saying. That's not really what the text is saying at all. It means that he will give you what to want. In other words, he will keep you in alignment to why he sent you here in the first place. He will give you things and place them in your heart and you will begin to desire that and it will order your steps. Remember, our steps are ordered by God and he delights in that way. See, the, the delight is because we are fulfilling his desire. We are Right, and that his desire becomes our desire. Right? So what you have to be very clear about what you desire. You can't want that other man's wife, and you can't desire that other woman's husband. That ain't God. That ain't him. <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> you can't want, no, you got to know what the, Lord, what do you have for me? You know, my friends from the Mississippi Mass Choir used to sing the song. Uh, my friend Joy Cooper, who's the leader of that song, says, hey, what God has for me is for me. Is for me, and nobody can take it. Nobody can stop it when it's mine, when God has it for me. So I've got to begin to align myself with those desires. Remember Matthew 6 and 33. If you seek first God's way of doing things, the kingdom of God and his righteousness, his way of doing things, then all the other things that you, you believe that you need and you want will be added unto you. You ain't got to stress out about it when you have your desires in the right place, right? Here's number three. That was number one, maintain a good, grateful outlook. Number two, be clear about what you desire. Number three, here it is. Discipline yourself toward high expectations. Discipline yourself toward having high expectations for you. Not for other people. They ain't what I, that child, he wasn't what I expected. Man, she wasn't what I expected. No, what is the expectation you have for you? Before you get out of, you know, Williams Brothers say sweep around your own front door. What do you expect <laughs> before you try to sweep around mine? What do you expect of yourself? How are you holding yourself to another level of accountability? How are you doing that? What's that about? Right? That's important. That is important. I have a high level of expectation. One of the things that I said on New Year's Eve to the church, here's what I said, and I'm gonna say it to you today, culture call, is that I told them don't leave 2023 without their confidence. You've gotta have confidence in who you are, and not only just in the ability of God, but also the ability of who you are working, of who you are working in tandem with God, working in alignment, being a co-laborer. You got to have, yeah, you can't be, oh, I got all faith in God, but you have none in yourself. You have, I'm expecting God to do this, but what are you expecting yourself to do? Huh? I'm expecting God to fix my marriage. Okay, good. Good deal. Right? Yeah. But what are you expecting yourself in to for, for you to do? How are you going to fix your marriage? Because ultimately it is God in you, both to will and to do. Of his good pleasure. So that means whatever God is willing to do, God is in you. If God is in you, then what are you willing to do? You, you stay so much time arguing with the God in you, tell about what you hope God would do. No, hold yourself to another level of expectation. I'm going to be better this year. I'm going to say it differently this year. I'm going to be more responsive this year. I'm going to pay more attention this year. I'm going to treat my spouse better this year. Yeah. But are you a w- hold yourself to another h- of high expectations. You got to do that. I'm going to do this. I'm going to go to the gym this year. I'm not going to be so offended this year. No. People are not going to say things and I start tripping. That's not what we're doing. Nope, nope, nope. I'm going to discipline myself. I'm going to live above a lot of things. I'm not going to traffic in those areas that I know are my triggers or my, of my traumas and my chaos. I'm not going to allow drama to exist in my life. That's right. I'm not going to do it. Even if they bring me the gossip, I'm like, oh, you know what? I got something to do. Hey, I'll call you back later. Right? What is your expectation of yourself? You can blame everybody else you want to blame. And I'm going to be right here and tell you, you might need to blame that person. First of all, in the mirror, in the mirror, blame the person in the mirror, (laughs) blame that individual. That's right. Blame them because guess what? If you don't, if you don't blame them. If you don't take responsibility over your own life and the expectations, people can drag you into things and and, and pull you into things in mess, in menagerie, in mire, and now you're stuck and overladen with things that really don't even have anything to do with you, which takes me to number four. Number four is in 2024, y'all ready? Drum roll, please. Keep your eyes on your own paper. But what what? What did you just say? I'll say it again. Keep your eyes on your own paper. Why are you looking at my work? Why are you looking at my test? And you ain't you ain't answered the first. You haven't even written your name on the paper. You haven't written the date or anything. But you're so busy looking at what I'm writing on my paper, right? Keep your eyes on your own paper. You got work to do. You've got an assignment and a purpose over your life. Why are you paying attention to everybody else? You know, that whatever they do, here's the deal. I love scripture because whatever they do, they are going to be held accountable. And you and I are not the accountability police. You, let me say this again for all of you, all they, they, for all of you folks that believe that you have been ordained and appointed by God. To be in everybody's business and 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 judge and what what is on your paper? Well, he's not. There are no texts that says you're going to be given a crown and stars and all that kind of stuff by telling God what somebody else did. The question is going to be, what did you do with the talent I gave you? So, so beloved, you need to be looking at your own paper, huh? You need to be looking. At your own paper. Here's what First Thessalonians said. I had to look this thing up. Uh, you know, in, in the ESV, in the English Standard Version. Here's what it says: First, Th- First Thessalonians. Thessalonians. That's that's hard to pronounce this morning. <laughs> four and chapter four, verses eleven and twelve. Here's what it says: it says, and to aspire to live quietly and to mind your own affairs and to work with your hands as we instructed you so that you may walk properly before outsiders and be dependent on no one. In other words, hush your mouth, pay attention to your own work, and to your own paper, right? And do the work that is in your hands. That was Paul's instructions to uh, to the Thessalonians. And when you look at the New Testament, the, the the book of Thessalonians, First Thessalonians, is the oldest New Testament book. You know, for all of you Bible scholars and Bible readers, it's not Matthew. It's not in the order of which it is placed in in in, in uh, the King James Version. That's not the it, no, no, absolutely doesn't mean that Revelation is the oldest book because it's at the end. Neither does it mean that Genesis is the is the is the oldest book, or whether because it's at the beginning. Actually, in the Old Testament, that would be Job. But nonetheless, that's just just for for those who are, you know, if you are Bible study scholars, whatever. Here's the reality. Here's the commandment. He says, hey, y'all got an issue. Y'all not keeping your eyes on your own paper. So here's my instruction. Aspire to live quietly. I ain't in everybody's stuff. I ain't, no, I don't, you know what? Shut up is a gift. Being quiet is a gift. Hushing is a gift because silence cannot be quoted. Silence, better yet, silence cannot be misquoted. When you, what you think about, nah, I don't think nothing about it. You saw what they did. What you think, nope, you're not gonna bait me into putting my mouth on something that ain't got nothing to do with me. My eyes are on my own paper, right? I'm minding my own affairs. I'm minding my own business. I'm minding the business that pays me. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm not, st- nope, you're not going to get me into this today. And some folks, you got to tell them, you know, there's a lot of, you know, back in the day, we used to call them Rona Barrett's who got all the news, you know. Uh, Walona on Good Times, you know, she would bust through the door, in and him somebody, listen, in this, in this hour, this year, you got to be so busy minding your own business that other folks' business, you know, I'm a pray, for, man. I'm a pray for them. That's all. I, that's all I'm gonna do. That's all I'm. I'm. i Listen, that that God didn't put this in my view. This you come and telling me all this stuff. Oh, I'm gonna pray for their family. Oh no, I ain't got time to hear that. No, do you know what Reb so and so did over, over? No, no, I don't know and don't want to know. Why do you know it? Why do you know it? Because I go to their church. Go to that church. But then. Why are you spreading your church's business to somebody that don't go over to your church? Why do you feel the need to be, you know, big mouth Bertha, a big mouth Ben and tell everybody's business? No, mind your own business. You got some on your paper. Are you doing what you're supposed to be doing? Exactly. Now, you know, and then it says do, and, and to work with your hands There's something in your hands. See, the hands are uh, anatomically. Whenever something is placed in your hands, it means that that is what you are accountable for. That is your level of responsibility. That whatever is in my hand, Lord bless the works of my hand. Okay, Lord bless my responsibility. Whatever I am going to be held accountable for, bless that. Well, don't put stuff in your hands and don't be engaging in things that you won't be held accountable for, because what? Watch this. When you ain't a to come before, but you put your hands on it, your fingerprints are on that situation. Now I'm gonna ask you: How did you even get into this? Why are you in this? Why you got so much to say about this? Huh? Why? Why is that something that's so big in our community that we feel like we gotta have we gotta have a say on everything? We gotta have a say. On everything. I I just thought, no, no. no, And nobody asked you to think about nothing (laughs) here. Nobody asked you to think about it. Leave it alone. Leave it alone. Leave it alone. Because guess what? Guess what? When you don't do that, you get into things that are not your business. In other words, in short, mine your own business, okay, mind your own business, here's number five, but let me recap, number one, maintain a grateful outlook, number two, be clear about what you desire, number three, discipline yourself toward high expectations, and number four, keep your eyes on your own paper, get out of the folks business, here's number five, take care of your health, Let me say it again. This is something that I really, really need to stress. Take care of your health. Eat better and get more rest. Eat better and get more rest. We got to eat better and get more rest. You know, our bodies are the vehicles of our purpose. Our humanity is the vehicle of our purpose. Right? And, you know, Whatever shape and size you may find yourself in currently, uh, that's not a, a diagnosis because there's some skinny, unhealthy people. And there are some people who are are larger that are most healthy, right? But what you need to do is find out what is most healthy for you and begin to work toward that this year, right? You need to make sure what is the healthiest uh uh, uh uh that you need to be in your weight what do you need to walk away from what does not need to be uh in, in terms of what, what what's what's coming on and what's going forth yeah, yeah yeah you you need to know about that you need to know what's causing your blood pressure to be high you need to know what's causing your blood pressure to be low all of those things all of those things you need to know all of that, and so that that's very very important, right? Because especially blood pressure is the silent killer. Diabetes. What what what's your normal blood sugar level? See, because we're all different, and I know we have we we have a tendency to inherit things from my, my mama had this, my grandmama had this, my daddy had this, my granddad, my uncles and my aunts. Okay. Don't speak that over your life. What you need to do is prepare yourself and find out what is most healthy for you. And guess what? Eat better. I know it begins with eating. It begins with our eating habits. I know, listen, I know we love good old soul food. Because it reaches to our soul. There is something that is connected to us, especially in this country, to soul food. This has a there's a whole history behind the foods that we eat. Right? But everything in moderation is important. Let me say that again. Everything in moderation. You don't have to eat it all at one time. You don't have to do that. You, you, you done ate a whole sweet potato pie by yourself? A whole pound cake by yourself? You ate all the chitlins this year by yourself? You know, I, you know, yeah. you I mean, all, you didn't have four and five pieces of chicken at one setting by yourself? That is unhealthy. And you got to take care of this body. Go out and walk. Drink water. Don't drink so many sodas. Man, Bishop, I hear you, but it ain't nothing like a Pepsi-Cola, cold Pepsi-Cola over some ice. I get it. I get it. That's what you think. All right. Yeah, but you better get some water in them them veins. You better get some water in this body because everything... I'm not saying don't drink Pepsi-Cola anymore. That's not what I am saying. (laughs) Before y'all get mad at me and try to boycott the culture call, that is not what I am saying. But what I am saying... Find your place of moderation. Get more fish in your body. Get more vegetables in your body. Get more greens in your body. Get more water in your body, right? Put a little chicken in there every now and then. Change that. You know, back up off of the fried foods. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's what I said. Back up off of the fried foods a little bit. You know, everything in moderation, right? I had some food. Good old fried fish over the holidays, man. I think I might have had that two days, and and so now I know now in myself because of my journey of where I am in life and what I want to look like and what I want to feel like that I got to back up off those fried stuff. Got to back it off. There's something that I need my cholesterol to look, and I don't need to. Wor- I don't need to work against myself. Yeah, I don't need to work against myself. I need to do exactly what I have to do to take care. of of my body. You understand? Take care of your body and rest more. You know, it, I have started going to bed earlier because, yeah, you know, folk, you know my, my, my kids often tease me and say, oh, you're becoming an old man now. You get, I, listen, I if I can, if I can, I try to find my bed. I ain't said going to sleep yet, but I try to find my bed like 9 o'clock, 30. 10 o'clock is pushing it. Of 11 o'clock, my goodness. 12 and 1? What? No, I'm trying to get in my bed. So I can get at least seven to eight hours of sleep a night. I try. I had to discipline because you know you you need rest. Your body has to restore itself. You have to get, you have to be in that space, in that place. And you cannot, you cannot just be, you know, out there just doing any old kind of thing. You know, not resting, working all time of night, working and, and getting up at 3 o'clock. And I get you to say, well, where you going to pay my bills? Listen, I, I I understand the notion, but I'm saying you ain't going to be able to pay your bills because you you're ain't going to be in the hospital, or better yet, worse yet, rather, you're not going to even be here. You're not going to even be here. See, so you need to figure out and make up your mind exactly how you're going to take care of, of your body. Listen, I got one more, but I gotta take some breaks. I gotta rest right here. I gotta get your ears. Go get something to drink. Get a little snack. I'm telling you, we have more to come. Right here on The Culture Call with yours truly, Elspeth Smith, right on Praise 93.3. Your inspiration station. Don't miss it. This is a world premiere. And we are back right here on The Culture Call with yours truly, Elspeth Smith. That's right, Praise 93.3, your inspiration station. And we have been talking about power of instructions, PowerPoints for 2024. And I'm telling you, I am having a blast. I see y'all hit me up on this app, and I appreciate it. That Don't worry about it, we're going to put... Somebody said they missed some of the points. Don't worry about it, we're going to put it back up. We're going to put it back up on, on our page, no no problem. Listen, I'm telling you, I appreciate y'all hit me up on this app. And, uh, and 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 it's just a blessing. Y'all have such great insight. We need this for the beginning of the year. Thank, thank you. I appreciate that. We need this at the beginning of the year. And so that's what I'm here for. Listen, let me recap real quick. Maintain a grateful outlook. That was number one. Number two was be clear about what you desire. What is it that you really want? That's, yeah. Discipline, number three, number three, Discipline yourself toward high expectations, not for other people, but for yourself, right? That we often attract what and who we are. So you cannot have high expectations for other people and you have low expectations for yourself and think you're going to attract quality relationships and opportunities. That's just, that's not how, that's not how it works. You're not, you're not even qualified to be in that space, right? And then I like number four. <laughs> we base this on First Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 11 and 12, and that is keep your eyes on your own paper. Hush your mouth and mind your own business and do what God has put in your hands. Hush now. Now, you're going to have to... I'm going to tell you, this is going to be a year that your greatest distraction... It's going to be the mouths of other people. And your ears cannot be itching to be in the know. I just want to know. I want to know why. I want to know what's, I, I want to know what's happening in Atlanta. I want to know what's happening in Detroit. I want to know what's happening in Los Angeles. I want to know what's happening in Utah. No, no listen, listen. Number one, if you know it, you can't change it. What can you add to it? What business of it is of yours? You know? So... You know, when, when, when the woman of the issue of blood came along, and if, I mean, not issue of blood, but the woman caught in adultery came along and they dragged her up to Jesus. Jesus was like, yo, what does, I tell you what, I figure, I'm, I'm going to get y'all. You who are without sin, and the text really says this sin, cast the first stone. Boom. Because the issue is, is if you look, if you think about it, right, and all of them had to drop the rock. He's like, look, we're not going to play this accusing game. We're not going to play this rumor game acting like you so goody-goody, acting like you done done everything well in your life. We all need grace. Hello in here, somebody. <laughs> we all need grace. I need to give me an amen track, or a church track on that one. We all need grace. That's what we all need. We all need grace, right? So chill out with your judgmental self, mind your business. If you, listen, if you're going to talk about them, pray. Let that, that be your talk. And watch this. And mind and do what God has given you to do and work the work of your hands as you, have, as you have been instructed. Here's number five. Take care of your health. Eat better and rest more. Eat better and rest more. You need to rest. Let me say that again. I do not know. I may be talking about hundreds of y'all, thousands of y'all. I will tell you this. You need to rest. You need to get some good rest. Cut the TV off at a decent hour. Don't eat so soon before you go to bed to get indigestion, or drink so much that you got to get up and go to the bathroom. No, plan plan your rest. That's what I started doing, and it has made a a, a great, a tremendous uh, uh, resolve in my life. It has given me tremendous results. And here is number six. Here's the last one. Y'all ready? Do not stay in regret, guilt, or shame too long. Do not stay in regret, guilt, or shame too long. Here's the deal, and I think we all need to hear what I'm getting ready to say, that all of us live in some measure and form of our lives where we have to embrace and live with regret, guilt, or shame because we haven't all done things correctly. We Everybody on the face of the planet, maybe except the little babies that just got here. But if you live any time on this planet, all of us got have stories and narratives, illustrations, closets that we could pull some skeletons out of that cause us to be full of regrets, shame, and guilt. All of us do. That doesn't doesn't mean that we don't act like we don't. Because, you know, we are good actors. You know, especially when it comes to somebody else's stuff. But each and every one of us have lived lives that we can look back on and look toward. Even, you know, even things that might be happening now. You can look at, man, I should not have done that. And we start because we live in a culture that Listen, we live in a culture that tries to make us do better by shaming and guilting us. And that's not how that works. That's not how do better works. Let me say this again. We live in a culture that feels that if I shame you, if I expose you, if I talk about you ad nauseum, if I, if I let everybody else know, it, you're trying to shame people into doing better. I know that's what we do as a part of our religious society and cosmology. It's this whole, you know, that's why we sit the pregnant girl down who's pregnant out of wedlock. That's why we, we you know, that's why we we cover up for people because we don't want them to be shame and guilty and have regret. That's why we do some of the things and how we treat each other in certain ways because, you know, we use guilt and shame and at some level regret as corrective tools to change behavior. Now, the problem with that is, is that there is no prescriptive, biblically and non-biblically when you really do it, that psychologically those things don't work. Those things don't work. When your child is learning how to potty train and use the restroom for themselves, and they have, they, 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 you know, they don't quite get there. You don't bring them out in front of everybody to let everybody see their sold clothes and their clothes that are wet, because you're trying to shame them. See, this why you don't do that again, right? That's that's something that's in us. And 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 we need to break that because that is so unhealthy. Standing the young pregnant girl up to apologize before the church. For what? Let me say this again. For what? I I, I mean, who made us the judge and the jury? Who, who, Who did that? Do you not know that there probably is enough stigma and shame and regret already that's in the life of that young girl? She already has to figure out how to do this now. She has to interrupt her high school career or whatever. And the best the church gonna do is to, to rebuke her in front of everybody, but you're not rebuking that deacon for stealing the monies. You're not rebuking the elder for the one he got on the side. You're not, and you know about it. Yeah, you know about it and you laugh about it. Uh, Yeah, but so why, why are we trying to add shame and guilt to those we feel have no power, Right? That is something that is so destructive in our community and in other communities. You don't use shame and guilt as a corrective measure to make somebody better. You use love. You use covering. You use patience. You use, watch this word, wisdom. Right, absolutely. You don't, listen, because they don't need it heaped up, and and sometimes that's why people draw away from community because they're ashamed of what they've done. That's why anyone that's been incarcerated and just and got released in our church, I treat them just like anybody else. I don't tell the people. I let them tell their own testimony. I don't get them up before people and talk about it. no, uh, uh-uh. uh, because. I don't know what stigma they're still living through. I've never been to jail, so I don't even know what the inside of a, of a cell looks like, you know what I'm saying other from t- other, otherwise from TV or other people's descriptions. right? That's not mine to tell. My job is to conti- is to give them hope again, to give them expectation again, to love on them, to make sure that they're recovering properly. Their face already been in the paper. You know how I know? Because you already shared it. You already put it and clipped it and put it on Facebook. So you already been doing that. So they already shame. They already have embarrassed their family and embarrassed themselves. Most importantly, why should we add more shame and more guilt? Why? Why do we still call the woman who had the issue of blood, the woman with the issue of blood? Did she not leave healed and made whole? Why do we still call blind Bartimaeus blind Bartimaeus when he? When the end of the story was that he left seeing? There is there is a stench and a label that we put over people because we feel better, somewhat better about our own lives when other people are guilty and shame about theirs. In 2024, we are going to break that cycle in our community. We're gonna break that cycle in our families. We're gonna break that cycle in our churches. We're going to break that cycle in our friendships. We don't have to use guilt and shame. My job in your life is to tell you it happened. We're going to get through this together. You ashamed of me? No, I'm not ashamed of you. We're going to get, you made a mistake. You had an issue in your life. You know, because the moment that I'm ashamed of you, you're going to have to be ashamed of me because I got some stuff that you held my hand and walked me through too. Absolutely. So don't get on don't 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 turn your nose up at folks. Things people people are going to people, humans are going to human. What we need to do is continue to speak to that divine element that's on the inside of them. There, yeah. yeah. Jesus forgives you, I, I, you know. I I don't have no forgiveness to give you because I you didn't do it against me. But I'm going to cover you. I'm going to love you because love covers a multitude of fault and sin and transgression and mistakes and accidents and intentionality. Love covers it all. Huh? Or do we not believe that deep? Believe in love in 2024? And love is not conveniently given. Love is a decision that says no matter what you do, I'm still going to love you. You are still valuable to me. Yeah, and I'm telling you, if you're listening to me right now, I don't know what happened in your life, in your world. I don't know what goes on. Don't sit there in regret. All of us got times that we missed it and opportunities that we did not manifest and we did not take. All of us do. Bishop does, your pastor does, your deacon does, your church mother, your matron boy, everybody got something that they regret that they did not do well. Everybody in, that's living had to live through some level of guilt and shame. What I am telling you, what I'm encouraging you to focus on this year is don't stay there too long. Get up. It's over. Let's see how we can get, how we can put our lives back on track. Let's see how we can get into this place of open door and no defeat. Let's see how we can live our best life. Let's see how we can put our smile back on our face. Let's see how we can get rejoicing and praise back in our hearts to get a different outlook of life. They say, yeah, that happened to me. That, I did do that. XYZ is the repercussions. I had to live through it. But now I have a new opportunity to do something different. And that's what we need to do is encourage each other with those words. You're going to make it. It gets better from here. No need to regret. The next time you have an opportunity... Do your best. Be ready for it next time. Because I'm going to say the last time you wasn't ready. But this time you're going to be ready and you will not fall and you will not fail. It's going to work with favor on your behalf. You believe that, Culture Call? I know you do. Listen, this is yours truly, Elspeth Smith, right here on the Culture Call on Praise 93.3, your inspiration station. We are about to land this plane, but we got a little bit more to go. Don't miss it. We are at the end of our show. I'm telling you, it has been a great day on The Culture Call. Yeah. Have y'all had a great day? I know I have. Listen, these PowerPoints for 2024, we're going to put them up on our Facebook page. Want to make sure that you are following us on Facebook. Absolutely. Want to make sure that you're not missing anything. Absolutely. Just want to recap for you to understand that this is a year of tremendous possibility. It's the year of the open door. It's the year of no defeat. And that's important. Why is that important? Glad that you asked me. Because I believe that what we prepare to do now in the month of January, what we say to ourselves, what we believe in our hearts, what we speak over our lives, our finances, our families, I think that's so very important that we can't afford to miss out on that we can have what we say, but we've got to prepare for it and plan for it and, and, and make that a part of the measurement of our expectation. You know, that bad habits only exist because we won't break them. Let me say that again, that bad habits only exist because we won't break them, right? That we won't be dutiful and committed and disciplined enough to give ourselves a chance. And that's, what all, that's all that I want to say today is that we've got to give ourselves a chance. Absolutely. A chance to live. A chance to experience something new. A chance to allow God to express his brilliance in our own lives. You cannot leave and live without confidence. The text says in Hebrews 10... It says, cast not away your confidence because it has great recompense of reward, right? It says this, don't throw away your confidence. Don't you dare do it. Be confident that I am who God says I am. I am here by divine design. I am here with with, with purpose on my life. I am here, and I can't explain why nobody else made it, but I have, and I am confident that when I walk into the room, the room is going to shift, when I walk into the room, I'm going to be the best individual that I can be. Why? Because it is God in me. It's Christ in me. That's the hope of glory. It is greater and greater is He that is within me than He that is in the world. I believe that that I've got the skill, I've got the competent competence, I've got the wherewithal, I've got all of that working on my behalf. And before I allow anybody to make me feel like I should be in shame and regret and guilt, then I'm going to separate myself. My conversation with them is going to be few and far between. Period. Period. So I need you to understand. I need you to understand this. Uh, uh, and, And that is this that you can be the best you can be this year like never before, but you've got to make up your mind to do so. you got to be disciplined. you got to be consistent. you got to be committed that this is my year of the open door. This is my year of no defeat. This is my year to be all that God has called me to be. You got it, Coach Call. I know you do. Listen, as my grandmama and my mama would say at the end of every phone call, I love you a bushel, I love you a peck, and I love you a hug around the neck. This is yours truly, Elspeth Smith, signing off right here on The Culture Call on Praise 93.3, your inspiration station. Keep it right here. Do good, be good, love good, and be at peace. Y'all have a good one. God bless.